www.hopefm.co.za. And we're talking about swimming. We're talking about the global marine shark guardian. Ahmad Shark Boy Asim has joined us this morning. Ahmad, good to see you. Uh, good morning, Nigel. Thanks for having me on the show. I must just tell you that I see him every single day. He's in the pool and he's training exceptionally hard. What are you training for, Ahmad? Uh, at the moment, I'm training for the IPC Swimming World Championships, which will be held in Glasgow, Scotland from the 9th to the 13th of July. Um, so really just training hard to get into the top three into, in the world. Uh, our relay, South African relay team is, is ranked uh, the top three in the world at the moment. Um, so we're going to be quite a force to be reckoned with when we go up uh, now to Glasgow. And uh, we've got a really strong team going up as well. So hopefully we can bring a few medals back to South Africa. Ahmad Shalkboy Asim has joined us and uh, training for IPC in uh, Glasgow from the 9th to the 13th. When you say training hard, Ahmad, what does that mean? How many hours a day? <laughs> Basically, when the rest of Cape Town is still sleeping, uh, I'm in the pool already. So I usually train for about between five to seven hours a day. Um, and it's usually just like high cardio, um, a lot of explosive high strength work, um, and then also spending my time in the pool, yeah. Mm. Um and the time in the pool, are they, are they watching your times? Are they, are, do, do, do you have a particular regime? Do you have to swim? Uh, how many cases a, a day do you have to swim? <laughs> um, well, because I'm a sprinter, uh, my, my best are my 50, 100 and 200 meter butterfly. Um, because I'm a sprinter, basically I work on a lot of like high stuff, um, high rep stuff, um, not to do a much, much distant work. So basically I don't like, you know, like most swimmers do like 10 Ks a day. Um, mine is high, like very high intensity. So it's like short bursts. Um, so we're looking at round about between four to six, six Ks a day. Mm. Yeah. And then after, after the pool, do, do you, do you eat, do you, do you eat before you, 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 you swim or do you eat afterwards? Oh yeah. So in the morning, like, uh, my typical day would be, you know, I wake up in the morning, uh, have a bowl of porridge, uh, from there, I would go straight to the pool, swim, have a recovery drink, um, and then get ready for my cardio session at 12, um, do the cardio session, have lunch. Basically, What's lunch? Then, uh, what does lunch, lunch consist is, of? Uh, well, I mean, lunch can be numerous things uh, because I'm sponsored by Osumo Restaurants. I usually go there because it's free munchies. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, just go and enjoy a nice wrap or something from yeah. Sumo. Um, and then, do you eat a lot of chicken, a lot of fish? Uh, a lot of chicken, a lot of fish. Uh, try and stay away from like fat stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously stay away from the Gatsby's and the Samosas <laughs> and because my mom, my mom loves to cook. So yeah. uh, whenever I come home, there's like an amazing meal, but unfortunately I can't have it. Do, do you do do you refuse? Do you say no? I'm not having the well, lamb the lamb curry tonight. <laughs> well, I try to do my best. Um, mm. You know, I'll go up to my mom and I'll be like, you know, listen, mom, it's unfair for you to make burgers and stuff like that. And then um, you know, I got to settle with dry chicken breast and salad with avo. Um, so I mean, but it's it's something that athletes have got to sacrifice mm. uh, in order to be number one. So. Do you do, do you have a, a day where you go? Yes, I'm having that pizza today, or I'm having that burger today. <laughs> well, my dietitian is Sarah Chandler at the Sports oh, Science yes, Institute. Yes, Sarah, okay. And uh, by the way, Sarah says you still owe her lunch or something. Oh, she owes me a beer. I've given her so much airtime. She's, I, you know, I, anyway, um, I'll see you on Thursday, Sarah. <laughs> so Sarah's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, and then obviously she knows my body. She knows the way it operates. So um, I obviously try and stick uh, with her diet as much as I can. And uh, is, yeah. she, is she a taskmaster, Sarah? Uh, sure, she is a really, She's a go. She's quite a pusher. Um, she really wants you to do this. And uh, if I should tell her or tweet anything or Instagram any pictures of me at a restaurant, I'm actually in trouble because she'll go, "Did I say you could have that?" <laughs> so <laughs> I try and keep those pictures private. <laughs> 
Ladies and gentlemen, um, I can confirm that uh, Ahmed Sharkboy Hasim has joined us, and we'll find out why. For those of you that don't know, why he's called Sharkboy. There's there's an incident that happened uh, a couple of years ago, and just give us some uh, some context to it when we return. Ahmed, for those that don't know the story, let's go back to the 13th of August, 2006. What did you do that morning? Uh, well, we were doing what's called multiple patient uh, pickups or multiple patient rescues at Life Saving. Um, and basically, during what happens is that you'll have three patients patients in the water, and uh, you'll basically have a rubber duck, a rescue lifeguard rescue boat will go into the water, rescue the three patients, and then bring them back to the shoreline. Easy scenario. Uh, and then myself, my brother, and a friend of mine, we were in the water that day, and. Uh, Basically, the whistle went off for the for the scenario to begin, and uh, the lifeguards came into the water with a boat. Uh, they picked up Nick first, and it was just myself and my brother in the water. My brother was the deepest in the water, and uh, as I was busy looking out into the ocean towards my brother, something caught the corner of my eye coming from my right-hand side, and that's when I saw this massive fin just moving towards my brother. Um, I eventually looked underneath the water to see what was attached to this fin, and that's when I saw a 4.7-meter great white shark moving towards my brother. Immediately, instinct took over, and I just told myself, you know what, I don't want to see my brother get eaten alive in front of me. So what I did was I started drumming on top of the water to draw the shark's attention away from him and towards myself. Next thing I knew, I screamed at the lifeguards, and I said, get my brother out of the water. The lifeguards got to my brother and pulled him into the rubber duck, and uh, that's when I was left uh, with this great white in the water. Next thing I know, the great white comes up from my right, uh, doesn't attack me at first, but comes so close to me that I could actually like move along its body, uh, put my hands on its body and actually move along it. Um, eventually, the tail of the shark hits my face, and I remember doing this funny backstroke. You know, It's just human instinct to move away from something uh, that's ter- terrifying. Um, the next thing I know, the shark, just turned its massive body around and was now face to face with this great white. Um, it immediately lunged itself forward and that's when I remember these massive jaws just coming out and sort of like just gnawing at me. Um, the first thing that came to my mind, unfortunately, was just to climb on its back. Um, immediately, I just took my left hand, put it on the shark's nose and just kind of like flung my body over its body. Um, but at that point, my right leg didn't want to come forward and I couldn't understand why my right leg didn't want to come forward. So I turned around to see what had happened and that's when I saw that half my leg was in the shark's mouth already. Uh, at that point, that's when the shark shook me on top of the water. Uh, absolute terror hit the skies. The lifeguards were screaming because they could see what was happening. Um, I was screaming and then I looked at my brother and the, the last words I said to him was, Tariq, please don't let me die. And that's when I got pulled underneath the water and I got dragged for about 70 meters towards Seal Island underneath the water. Underneath the waters where I fought for my life and uh, eventually I hit the shark as much as I could. Uh, so much that the skin on my knuckles just peeled off um, and then eventually I kicked the shark with my with my left leg um, trying to pry my right leg from its mouth eventually the shark shook me underneath the water and that's when my leg broke into broke in half uh, immediately I swam to the surface where my brother pulled me into the rubber duck and uh, jumped on top of me and then closed my eyes with his one hand and just used his other hand as a tourniquet uh, next thing I know we were driving at speed back towards the shoreline uh, where I was met by, by the paramedics and flown to Constantinople Hospital. Uh, in the hospital, I woke up uh, with my brother standing next to me um, and he was crying and he said, you know, thank you for saving my life. And I looked at him and I said, you know what, what's important is that we're both alive. And, uh, you know, he said, yeah, but you kind of didn't come out so great. Um, and he said, look underneath the blanket. And I looked underneath and that's when I saw that half my leg had been amputated. And at the time, it was my goal to want to represent South Africa in any sport. I mean, I did numerous sports just trying to make the SA team. And uh, I just thought there that dream had gone out the window.
But it hasn't gone out the window, has it, Ahmed? Uh, I mean, because you train. I mean, I see this guy training every single day at sports science, and it's it's magic to watch because I train upstairs. I, I run on the treadmill, and there's a, spe- a specific treadmill that I use every single day. And just watching these guys train, there's commitment. Uh, they are disciplined. You heard heard about his eating regime. He's got a dietitian. There's cardio at twelve. He and 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 you know, it's I I just love watching you guys. I mean, there's there's, there's a group of you guys that 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 obviously train every single day and it's just magic to watch um and how do you stay motivated how do you get up at five or quarter to five in the morning and you go oh it's tuesday morning i've got to get up now i've got to i've got to go train and brian's going to be there and he's going to be sitting in that chair and he's going to be whistling and he's going to be screaming hey how how do you keep going uh, well, I mean, in Beijing, when I went to my first Paralympic Games um, in Beijing in 2008, you know, I, I came ninth, um, which just doesn't qualify for the final. They take the top eight to the final. Um, after Beijing, I told myself, you know, Ahmad, your next goal is to try and get into the, the London 2012 Paralympic team and your next goal is to make the final. I got to London and I dove in and I came back in a new All Africa record, a new South African record of 58, uh, 57 seconds, uh, which got me a bronze medal at the at the London Games. Um, so kind of making the final at the London Games kind of went out the window because now I went straight for medal. Um, came back with a bronze medal and what motivates me now is that you know I just get up and train and try to convert that bronze into a gold by the next Paralympic Games. Are you on course? I mean, in, just in terms of international standards and international times, Ahmad. Oh no, definitely. I mean, I'm I'm ranked right up there amongst the the top four in the world. Um, so just currently training really hard for that to try and get into the the number one spot and uh, to make sure that when I get to Rio 2016, you know, people will be like, oh no, Ahmad here, oh, not Shark Boy again. <laughs> um, so kind of be a force to be reckoned with and. Uh, and and who tells you, Ahmad, when to slow down, when to stop training, when to rest? Well, to be honest, it's it's more the guys at the High Performance Center at the Sports Science Institute, Institute a guy by the name of Wayne Lombard. Um, you know, I do a lot of monitoring. Um, and uh, obviously with the AMAS monitoring, that's uh, where it's recorded. A lot of athletes around, top athletes around the world, basically you fill in the sheet every morning uh, and they will see, okay, Ahmed's not sleeping well. Um, he's not doing this. He's not drinking well. Um, he's not eating well. So you, let's give him a break. Um, his body might go into shock or something to that effect. And they'll tell you, okay, today, Ahmad, you need to take off. You can't train today. Um, so, I mean, those guys are looking after me really, really well. And uh, I think with all the support and backing that I have uh, from the people at Sports Science and the listeners and everyone else uh, in South Africa. And me, I'm a fan. Oh, yeah. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> well, you guys should see Nigel run. I'm a huge fan. Uh, so, as soon as I get my running played, Nigel, you and I, you better watch out. So, we're going to go for a dice. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, when we return, Ahmad Chalkboy Asim has joined us and we'll find out about uh, his role as Global Marine Shark Guardian, Global Marine Shark Defender, it's coming your way, ladies and gentlemen. I think here's a reason for you to start swimming. Ahmad has just uh, told me off the air. Ahmad Sharkboy Asim has joined us. What, what an incredible story! What an incredible human being we're having in the studio. Um, two incredible human beings, Sibapiwe Matiyela and Ahmad Sharkboy Asim. There you go. Hmm? Yeah, take a deep yeah. breath. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there she doing a little thing again. Ahmad, you were saying that the, the swimmers when they warm up. Oh yeah, um, it's like an in thing now for most swimmers, like especially international swimmers, mm-hmm. um, especially countries like Brazil and like uh, Spain. Spain mm-hmm. um, they tend to warm up in as little clothing as possible. Uh, so usually, uh, most of the guys would be sitting back while the girls warm up in thongs. So they warm up in thongs. Yeah. Why do they do that? 
What does it do? What does it do? Maybe makes you more streamlined. I have no idea. Seriously. So, so in other words, they, they, they've, they've got their thong on and they're in the pool and they're doing warm-up laps. Yeah, they're doing their thing in the pool. So uh, I think people should start swimming. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go to sports science today. I'm going to say institute a rule that when I get there at 5.30 this afternoon, I want to see thong in the pool. <laughs> Thong. That's what I want to see. Thong. Oh, you have one on as well. Absolutely. Good. Absolutely. <laughs> Good. Can Thong. it be leopard print, please? Thong's my middle name. Yeah, Nigel Thong Pierce. Um, global Marine Shark Guardian, Global Marine Shark Defender. What does all, all of that mean, Ahmad? Uh, well, basically, um, I went to a shark school now recently in Washington, D.C. And uh, basically, that's when I got told, you know, Ahmad, we want you to be a spokesperson for, for sharks all around the world, different types of species, uh, manta ray, every, you know, lots of type of species of, of marine life. And um, I went to the CMS COP11, uh, which is the Conservation for Migratory Species Uh and it was massive. It was a, a huge thing in Ecuador. And uh, I got to speak in front of like thousands of people from all different countries around the world. And uh, it was absolutely amazing and such a great honor. Um, and I mean, I spoke with people, you know, amongst uh, speakers like uh, Jacques Cousteau's son, Philippe Cousteau. Um, and uh, apparently I stole the show with uh, with my speech. So it was really, really You're stealing great. the show today. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. You're stealing it. You're stealing it from me. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, it was really, really great getting to speak in front all these people uh, to inspire them um, you know to protect sharks and to create sanctuaries around the world is that very close to your heart the, the whole conservation thing the whole marine thing protection of species oh uh, yeah most definitely you know who better to speak for sharks around the world than a shark attack survivor um, and you know it's absolutely amazing you know you get to meet people like Bethany Hamilton uh, who did that movie um, and I mean it's really awesome um, she did Soul Surfer so I mean it's really cool getting to meet all these people and you um, met Obama Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was he like? What was he like? Tell us about DC, man. <laughs> so DC was really, really awesome. Uh, for the first time, if Sarah's not listening, I had Roscoe's waffles and chicken, <laughs> which was really, really amazing. Sarah, by the way, is his dietitian. Uh, Sarah, if you are listening, we're having burgers and pizza here in the studio <laughs> and loads of Coca-Cola. There you go, Sarah. Diet out of the window. Where? I've always <laughs> wanted Roscoe's. What did it taste? I've always wanted Popeye's or Roscoe's. Oh, yeah, yeah. I uh, can absolutely say it's absolutely amazing. I mean, whoever thought that you could put a chicken with a waffle? Um, and Snoop it goes, Dogg did. <laughs> and it goes so well together. Um, I can probably say it's a very high calorie intake, but it's so <laughs> delicious. It's one of those things you just must have. Um, but I mean, it was absolutely amazing getting to be in Washington. Uh, you know, I got there and I actually rocked up in Washington with board shorts and a vest and pluckies. And uh, I looked outside and I saw there was snow. And um, <laughs> I figured. Wind you know, guru, Ahmad. Wind guru. Wind guru. Aki weather. Aki weather. And uh, I was like, you know, I was like, okay, uh, maybe I need to, like, you know, pop by and get, you know, some thicker clothing. Um, Got there, and it was my first time in snow. It was absolutely amazing. Had a bit of a winter wonderland. And, uh, you know, got to uh, see Washington, D.C., uh, go to the monument. Um, and it was just absolutely amazing. Got to see the White House. What is and he I, like? What is Obama like? And uh, obviously got to meet the main man of the White House. Uh, absolutely amazing guy. Um, very, like, chilled back, very laid back. Um, you know, typical guy you could meet on the street, and he'd be a really cool guy. Um, and, uh, yeah, just a, a wonder. I mean, you wouldn't say he's a president, really. Do you take photos like, with him? 
Uh, yes, I did. Uh, and it's just, you know, he's just like one of the boys, really. <laughs> so, are, you, are you allowed to take your own photos or do, do people have to take photos no, on your no, behalf? Unf- unfortunately, you know, photos with him is usually taken with a professional photographer. And then obviously you got to wait for the photographs itself. Have they sent um, it to you already? Uh, yeah, I'm still at the moment. I'm still waiting uh, for it. Just hurry up, um, DC. Hurry up, White House. <laughs> Good grief. But I mean, I've got some really cool photos uh, outside the White House. Uh, one of the coolest pictures is is that um, I wanted a really cool picture of the White House in the background. Um, and it says there's these massive railings um, sur- in, in the front of the White House. And um, it says do not cross railing. And uh, basically what I did was it said do not cross. So I thought, okay, you know what? I'll sit on the railing and take a selfie. And uh, when I got on the railing, uh, the next thing I know, one of the Secret Service guys, he put his hand to his ear. And uh, that must have summoned another Secret Service guy who came running from my one side, uh, took me off the railing and just said, sir, if you don't climb off the railing within the next second, you will be taken down by one of our snipers. And uh, I turned around and he said, just look up towards the top of the White House. And that's when I saw all these snipers in black with these massive rifles uh, turned around to look down. And that's when I saw this red dot on the ground. <laughs> and it was the most incredible and exhilarating thing ever. I would Good say grief. Next to the shark attack, it was uh, probably one of the most hair-raising moments after. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Ahmad Sharkboy Hasim, and he's fantastic. He's a great ambassador for South Africa. He's in the pool this afternoon at Sports Science. He's training for IPC, Swimming World Champs in Glasgow from the 9th to the 13th, but more importantly, hopefully a medal at uh, Rio 2016 Paralympics. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, Ahmad. Good to see you again. I'll see you this afternoon in a thong in the pool at Sports Science. I <laughs> uh, definitely hope you're going to join me for that one. So, uh, <laughs> I'll see you later at Science. Cheers, Ahmad. Cheers. <clears throat> Check it out. Go to goodhopefm.co.za.